This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two, episode 26, Rockin' the Rangers. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, uh, happy Monday, and uh, let's talk about the uh, Cubs winning a series over Wrigley Field. Yeah, it was a it was a fun weekend, man. I'll tell you that much. You know, I know it all didn't end the way you want, but win series and you're going to win the division. That's about as simple as it goes. And uh, you know, we had the Justin Steele party on Thursday, which was an absolute blast. Um, Justin's a great kid. Got a chance to interview him, meet his family. Gr- great people. Uh, I was at the game on Friday, um, and so that was a lot of fun. And so this was the first interleague series of the season. Remember, all 30 teams are going to play for the first time ever this season. So you're going to have a lot of these interleague matchups. And uh, like I said, I was at the game Friday. Stroman made his second start. That was his 200th career start. And let me tell you, he did not disappoint. From the moment he comes out from underneath that bullpen, he's kind of getting the crowd, you know, amped up. He's just a lot of fun. And uh, he went six innings pitch. He gave up only two hits, three runs, six Ks. Never in really too much trouble other than the six when he uh, when he hit jo- uh, Josh Smith with a pitch. Uh, you got Marcus Simeon to ground out. Smith advanced to second. Seager walked. Uh, then he got Nathaniel Lowe to strike out. Walked Adolis Garcia to load the bases before Josh Jung grounded out to end the threat. But other than that, I mean, he just seemed in command the entire game. And uh, I think this is what – I don't know why some some – free agents struggle their first year in Chicago. I, I can't say if it was because of the lockout. I know he didn't like that last year, but I would just say that it was absolutely just so much fun watching him pitch so much energy. Uh, whenever someone makes a good defensive play or anything, he's just very animated out there and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, he, he was, he was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I, I had a mix of the, uh, the game on Apple plus, and then also listening to uh Pat and Ron on 670 the score good uh, good mix got coverage from both he was he was really really good and I think it's an interesting comment you made Crawley about um, maybe some of the pressure some of COVID um, maybe that had an effect on on him and he, he's kind of settling in if you will and being more comfortable being you know and I think he likes the fact that he's the ace right I think he likes the fact that he's first in the rotation and I think he thrives off of that. Yeah, and, and and what you really saw on Friday was a lot of strikeout. Uh, you saw some strikeouts and a ton of groundouts, right? And and that's when you know Strowman's on. In this game, he had eight groundouts and six Ks. 
only the two hits and then one line out to center were the only balls to make it out of the infield. So that just shows you, you know, you combine that with this defense and that's what you're going to get. So per Elias, Stroman is the first Cubs starting pitcher with consecutive outings of six plus shutout innings to begin the season since Mike Bilecki in 1991. Fourth starting pitcher in Cubs history to begin the season with two scoreless outings of six innings or more. Get this one, Dustin. He's allowed one or fewer uh, in seven of the one or fewer runs in seven of the last nine starts, dating dating back to August 30th. His ERA in that span 167. That to me is an ace. That's an ace. You're right. That, I mean, and we we talked about that a lot last year during the uh, during the podcast. Whether or not he, he was an ace, whether or not he could lead lead a staff, and I'll tell you what, if he continues to build as he was coming off of last year into this year? Yes. He answered the question. Yes, he is an ace. Now, Nathan Avaldi was the losing pitcher, but he did a great job. This was a great pitcher's duel. Bottom of the fourth, Nico Horner, the straw that stirs the drink for the Cubs, singled for the Cubs' first hit of the game. Swanson grounded out to third, but Nico was out at second, but Dansby was safe at first. Ian struck out swinging, but Dansby stole second. Cody Bellinger hit one to right field, and the Cubs were up one nothing. I kept thinking, Dustin, you know, that's one of those things that if the shift was in place and you're talking about a left-handed hitter like Cody Bellinger, I think that would have been an out. Instead, Absolutely goes, right. Great point. Absolutely it would have been. No goes, doubt about it. Right. Goes for a single, and, and so the Cubs are up. And then the bottom of the six, the Cubs hit back-to-back singles by Tucker Barnhart and Nico Horner. Swanson hits into a 5-4 double, three, a double play. But uh, Tucker was able to, uh, you know, was at third with two outs when Ian Happ doubled the center, bounced off the glove of Adolis Garcia. That was a, you know, Cubs got a break on that one, gives them a two nothing lead. Lighter and Fulmer come out of the bullpen with Fulmer getting the two inning save, giving up one hit with four Ks. Um, but, you know, Cody Bellinger hit an RBI single in the fourth, is five for 12 with a home run and five RBIs in his last three games after starting the season 0 for 11. That was after Saturday's game. So I know you like that, Dustin. And yes. uh, Ian, nice Ian bounce Happ, back. Yeah, nice bounce back. And then Ian Happ has hit safely in five of six games this season. So a, a good pitcher's duel. It, it was just an exciting game all around. And, and I can just say that I was there Friday, and I know a lot of people that were there Saturday and even Sunday, and the crowd was electric all weekend. That's what I wanted to ask you. How was Friday? Great. Did you were you in the bleachers Friday? Where were we at? Yeah, I was at the bleachers Friday. So um, it was it was the bleachers were rocking and and like I said, Stroman Stroman kind of you know helps pump that up too. So a lot of fun and and, and how many and, uh, how many beer bats did you see go by? Oh, there's uh, you know what I, I heard they're starting to run low on them. So get your beer oh, bats. Really? That's something you're wanting because those are uh, becoming popular souvenir items. Okay. So get them while they're hot here now. The second game of the series saw Justin Steele take the mound. He struggled in the first inning again after giving Simeon to ground out. Uh, Corey Seager singled, Nathaniel low walk to put runners at first and second, but he's able to get the next two batters out. In the bottom of the first with one out, Dansby reached on an infield single. Corey Seager threw it away and Swanson advanced to second, then to third on a balk. Ian Happ hit a dribbler to first that allowed Swanson to score, and the Cubs were up one nothing. Now, in the top of the third, Seager led off with a double. Nathaniel Lowe flat out to left, allowing Seager to advance. And then Adolis Garcia walked, and Josh Young hit singled to tie the game at one. Cubs retook the lead in the third on a double by Nick Magical and a single by Dansby Swanson to put the Cubs up two to one. Wisdom hit his 
third home run of the season to make it three to one in the fourth. And then Eric Hosmer drove in two runs in the sixth to score Mancini and wisdom to make it five to one. But, but the play that really got everybody talking, Dustin was in the seventh inning, right? Uh, Trey Mancini leads off with a single um, to drive in Nico Horner to make it six, two in the cup or I'm sorry, in the eighth inning and the Cubs. So when they added four in the eighth to make it 10 to three with two outs, Jan Gomes hit a solo home run. Magical and Horner hit back-to-back singles, and then Swanson walked to loaded the bases for Ian Happ. Now, Ian Happ hits a ball straight up the middle, scoring Magical and Horner, which, you know, Horner's speedy, no doubt about that. But the Rangers center fielder, Adolis Garcia, kind of made a laxadaisical throw to second. Seager bobbled it, and Swanson never stopped running. He scored all the way from first on a single straight to the center fielder. He just beat the tag when he was called safe. He jumps up screaming and pumping his fist. And that's where you could really see Wrigley rocking. But seriously, like what a head up, heads up base running play. Yeah, great on the bases. He's been everything and more, I think, Crowley. I couldn't be more pleased with how he has played so far to start his Cubs career. He's been better than advertised. Yeah, they were they were laughing after the game. They They interviewed a bunch of the different players. Patrick Wisdom said the energy is there. We feed off of it. We were doing that in the dugout, too. We just know how important runs are in this game, and especially late in the game, you could put the game out of reach. So it's like he doesn't he doesn't take plays off. And and and, and Ian Happ was kind of laughing a little bit because, you know, he hits that single, and then he kind of turns back to first base to talk to the first base coach. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, this crowd cheers again, and and, and the first base coach and uh, Ian turn around, and and there's, there's Swanson, you know, sliding in. I mean, that never should have happened. So – Never should have happened, right? That was absolutely great. So, Steele went six innings and gave up four hits, one run, four walks, and three Ks. Uh, Keegan Thompson, Brad Boxberger, and Michael Rucker all came out of the pen. Thompson and Rucker each gave up a one. But Steele has made a quality start in five of his last six outings, but had a seven-start streak of five strikeouts or more snapped. So, the strikeouts weren't there, but again, efficient, not giving up runs, able to kind of get out of it. I wanted to put this tweet up. This is something, and again, talking about Marcus Stroman kind of being the ace here, this was a little exchange they had. Stroman said, Steele and the squad were rocking today. Great energy in the stands. Love to see it. And Justin Steele replied, just following your lead, show me the way with a salute emoji. And Marcus says, all year, my dog. I mean, you just love that, man. That's just yeah. great. It's story. awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. They, they 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 seem to be a really a really connected group. They're feeding off of each other, and as you know, the quote there from Wisdom feeding off of the crowd as well. So very cool. And, and everyone contributed to offense on this game. You know, clearly when you score ten runs, you know Trey Mancini had three hits. Horner, Swanson, Wisdom, and Magical each had two hits. Ian Happ drove in three runs, and Wisdom and Jan Gomes hit home runs. Texas committed five errors in the game and the Cubs took full advantage of them. But I am going to tell you, Dustin, um, I was listening to, I was watching the game on Sunday and you know, it, it was Easter Sunday. My mom asked me to run to the store to pick something up that they ran out of or whatever. And I'm listening to uh, Pat and Ron. It was really Zach and Ron. Pat was doing right. TV uh, for Marquee. And the one thing that Coomer said is I will tell you this after the sloppy game that the Rangers played, on Saturday, he says, Bruce Bochy is going to have his guys ready to play. And they absolutely were. And I thought the Cubs played one of their sloppier games on Sunday. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. I'm not a fan as much as I love Trey Mancini. I don't like Mancini in right field. I I don't know why Patrick Wisdom needed the start of yesterday off. Um, If you're going to have Nick Madrigal in the game, I think have him DH at this point. He's – he, he can't make that throw. He, he's having a hard time making that throw from third to first. If it's not very routine, he, he's putting out way too much effort. So there's a couple things you could question David Ross from that lineup on Sunday. Yeah, it just there, there were issues. And, you know, series is in the bag. You're going for the sweep. Jamison Tyone was looking to bounce back from a rough debut. But to me, the offense, the defense, and the bullpen could not help him out. After a first clean inning, Tyone gave up back-to-back one-out singles to Josh Smith and Jonah Heim. This is going to be the story of the game. The bottom of the of the of the lineup for Texas really did damage. Runners at the quarter. Travis Jankowski hit a ground rule double to make it one nothing. Then Bubba Thompson reached on a fielder's choice, and this is what you're talking about. Magical makes a nice play. He snags the ball and then he dives to third. To try to get the, the, to try to get Haim out, but he what he didn't get the out, and then he tried to throw Thompson out. Bubba Thompson's extremely fast, and he threw the ball wide of first. And it, I'm glad you know the first baseman didn't get injured on that one. Very dangerous play. Um, but Haim scores, and runners move up to second and third. I mean, that was one he should have put in his pocket. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And then uh, Marcus Simeon, this is the other one you're talking about. Marcus Simeon hit one that Trey Mancini, I mean, he looked like he was doing the field sobriety test out there after I go to a Cubs game. I mean, he was just kind of weaving around, totally missed the ball, bounced off his glove, goes behind him, and that ended up scoring Jankowski and Thomas, and that gave the Rangers a 4 to nothing lead. Um, that's not going to count as an error with those two runs coming in, but a halfway decent right fielder makes that play. Yep. Absolutely. All the time. I think Patrick Wisdom makes that play in right field. I agree. And so Edwin Rios made it interesting. He had a two run blast in the bottom of the second, but that would be it for the Cubs on offense in the top of the fourth Jankowski reached on an error by Eric Hosmer. So that was the second error of the game. Again, I I would have given it a third error with that Mancini play, but uh, Jankowski steals second and Bubba Thompson hits a chopper that goes over the head of magical and the Cubs were down five, two. Now, if you ever seen Nick Magical and Patrick Wisdom standing next to each other, you'll notice a difference. And maybe, again, Wisdom being taller, bigger reach, maybe he makes that play. I'm sorry. I don't want a 5'7 third baseman. It just, you know, doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, again, if you need him in the lineup, then have him DH at this point is my thought. Yep. Javier Assad, who we were so excited about after um, the uh, World Baseball Classic and spring training he had, he came up. He came into the game in the sixth. He gave up two singles, a double, a triple. That puts the game out of reach with the Cubs down eight to two. Um, so Tyone pitched five innings. He gave up six hits, five runs, but only three of them earned one walk and seven Ks. So I felt like, especially like after the first two innings, he really kind of got into a groove. Just the defense really let him down. 
Uh, yes. Aside, and that can know, have an effect on you out there on the mound, right? I mean, if the defense is playing poorly behind you, you got to you got to try to block it out. But I get why guys get uh, frazzled by the bad defense behind them. Yes, yeah, Sod went three innings. He gave a four hits, three runs, one walk and three uh, three K's. Merriweather pitched a scoreless inning, but the offense only scored two runs on seven hits. Those two runs coming off the bats of Edwin Rios. Nico had a bad game, uh, unusually bad game offensively. He was 0 for 3, and he hit into two double plays. Swanson was 0 for 4. The Cubs were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Uh, the team left six men on base. But, Dustin, you know, I, I keep going back to this idea of right field, and I don't think people understand how difficult it is to play right field at Wrigley Field, to play any of the outfield in Wrigley, to be honest, but right field especially. And and over the years, we've had some fantastic right fielders, whether you're talking about Jason Hayward or whether you're talking about Andre Dawson or just great guys. It is hard with the wind and the sun. It takes a lot of time. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, Trey Mancini, he's played a couple games in outfield in his career. We can put him out there, and especially in April, and think that that's going to be easy. It really isn't. And so that play, and I'm going back to the Miles Mastrobuani play, I want to say against the Brewers, certain things that it's just not easy to get to get that done. And I guess for me, I, I felt that Nelson Velasquez was a guy, if you've been listening to this podcast, he's been a guy that I really, I felt that he never got, when he came up last season, he didn't get the starts that he needed to really kind of get into a groove. And that's why, like I said, I have no problem um, with Morell down in, in the minors or something like that. It, it, to me, I'm looking at Nelson Velasquez, and he just had the – he was named the minor league player of the week, okay? And so I'm just trying to figure out why this guy who, you know, just didn't get a shot on that one right here. It, that's the thing that I guess just kind of bothered me, is that I would have loved to have seen Nelson Velasquez up there. He has power. He's a good right fielder. I just I thought messing around with this whole Master Buani and trying Mancini. I don't want to see him in right anymore. If it is no, no wisdom, more Mancini, no more Mancini in right field. I appreciate the fact that he's willing to do whatever they ask and play wherever they ask him to go. I I I really appreciate that. He's a wonderful teammate. I'm sure he's great in the clubhouse. But it just it's you got to keep this guy healthy. He does not need to be out there looking awful out in right field. And, and again, I mean, you need defense. You need you need good defense. That's what this team is built on: is yes. pitching and defense, and not making mistakes on the bases. Uh, playing really like you saw on Saturday, right? Taking advantage of other teams' errors, trying to go from first to third as much as you can. You've seen that a lot this year with the shift gone and a lot more singles. That's what's going to make this team successful. But if you're going to sit there and, like I said, only two errors on 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 the on the box scores, but I definitely say that there were definitely three years in that game. You're, you're, that's, you're going to lose every time. This team doesn't have the offensive firepower to overcome those type of mistakes. And so it's run prevention and bullpen, and, and they, they, that's what prevented them from getting the sweep. And again, Nick Magical, uh, hats off to the guy. I mean, doing everything he can, but you, you know, sometimes you just can't, you can't put a square peg in a round hole. You know what I mean? It, it's, He's a second baseman. That's what he is. And he's a guy that's really good at contacting and making hits. And like you said, Dustin, if he's a de designated hitter, fine. I mean, is Edwin Rios that bad of a third baseman that he can't play third? I thought that's what he does. Right. These are questions that need to be asked. I guess we have to stay positive because they did win the their first series of the year. But I think these are very good questions that uh, you and I are both uh, 
bringing up after what we saw on Sunday.